Hey guys, and welcome to episode 250 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Delabono, and today we have on Tom Dempsey, founder of Sylvan Sport. Sylvan Sport makes camping gear designed to make your time spent outdoors way more enjoyable. It's that perfect marriage of function and fun. Their Sylvan Sport Go is the crown jewel of their product. It's basically a redesign of a pop-up camper from the perspective of a kayaker, skier, mountain biker, adventurer, someone who is passionate to get outside and is doing some kind of activity. Tom dreamed and built it from the ground up himself. The goal being to develop a product that could transport gear and was towable for any vehicle. Something a little less intimidating that was a little more accessible and that really anyone can enjoy. What makes this so interesting is that he hated trailers. This gave him the foresight to build something that anyone can get behind. I mean, think about it. If you're not a trailer person, you're designing a trailer, you're gonna try to make it something that even someone who doesn't like trailers can say, oh no, I, I get this, I'm on board with this. Tom himself has an incredibly robust background in product design. And it's just that that's helped him create a company that is pushing boundaries from a technology standpoint, but it's his passion for the outdoors that keeps him pushing forward. More importantly, creating a company that can be a force of good and progression for the outdoor industry. In this episode of Built on Passion, Sylvan Sport founder Tom Dempsey shares his perspective on building a company that is extremely product-driven, how he stays hungry to keep creating, and most importantly, what it takes to actually build a strong community behind a product that so many people can enjoy. It's not just creating a fantastic product. At the end of the day, it's really all about the community. It was so great to talk to Tom, super enlightening. And with that, let's just jump right into it. Tom, thank you very much for joining me today. It's my pleasure to be here, Matt. To start off for the listener who's unfamiliar, who are you? Who is Tom Dempsey? Sure. I'm Tom Dempsey, and I'm the founder of Sylvan Sport in Brevard, North Carolina. Um, I come from a long background as a product designer, mostly in the outdoor gear industry. Um, my first job, well, let me start a little earlier. I... Uh, I got an industrial design degree from Auburn University, which uh, at the time I didn't realize how fantastic it was, but with somewhat of a career under my belt now, I, I look back on those years and what I learned there to be amazingly foundational in my design career. Um, I first worked professionally for the Coleman Company as a designer, um, helping develop their pop-up camper division and uh, I've always been passionate about the outdoors. So when I had an opportunity to get into the kayak world, I took a job as the head of design for a, what was at the time the world's biggest kayak company. And business circumstances led me to founding a kayak company years after that. And uh, just being in that adventurous space for many years um, led me to the creation of Sylvan Sport. For the listener who is unfamiliar, what is Sylvan Sport? How would you describe that to someone? 
I created Sylvan Sport in 2004 because coming out of the kayak industry and having an early background in the RV industry with my time at Coleman and Fleetwood RVs, I was watching how the outdoor gear industry was kind of growing up and all these passionate companies that had started uh, in really the generation just before me were becoming more sophisticated businesses and um, the participants in these sports were, you know, growing up, getting married, having families, and they wanted to re retain sort of their adventurous core, but they wanted the amenities that was were typically offered by RV type products. They just didn't know it. And so what, what, I, what I saw was these two parallel industries, the outdoor gear industry and the RV industry, both growing up without even talking to each other. And Sylvan Sport was created to be the bridge between those two industries. In other words, we wanted to redefine what is the entry-level RV and make it cool and something that was appealing to adventurous folks. And we wanted to make adventure sports more convenient and accessible to more people. You know, you would, you would think there is more overlap between just core outdoor uh, folk and RV folk. And there, there is, don't get me wrong. But it's it's one of those things where I, I you don't really realize that there is a kind of a separate market there, I guess. Historically, the RV and the outdoor gear industries have operated as independent silos. So the type of products you'd find in an REI store are completely different from the type of products you'd find at an RV dealer. And at Sylvan Sport, we sought to change that. We we intentionally set out to be this bridge between those two industries and appeal to, to both groups. So for example, our gear has the comfort and amenities that you would find in an RV, but it brings it serves it up from sort of a technically proficient gear development angle. So we, we like to think of our Sylvan Sport Go, kind of our flagship camper, as more of a piece of technical gear that just happens to be towable, uh, as opposed to a trailer, which um, often when I'm addressing design students, I'll ask them to close their eyes. And when I say a word to them, I want them to conjure up what first comes into mind. And they'll close their eyes and I'll say the word trailer. And the type of responses I get are, you know, uh, uh, tornadoes, Walmart, trailer parks. They're all generally fairly negative. And so uh, initially when, we, when I was getting Sylvan Sports started and before I had a visual representation of what we were doing, people would say, what are you working on? And if I said I'm working on a trailer, you know, their mind would immediately go to these, this convention that they understood. And the Sylvan Sport Go really is a complete reinvention of the entry-level RV. In fact, we coined the phrase mobile adventure gear early on in the company to describe it in terms other than a trailer, because it's so much different than a conventional trailer. But the nature of it is that it's multifunctional. It's this um, very intentionally designed towable vehicle that can carry all the toys of adventure. So kayaks, mountain bikes, canoes, paddle boards, surfboards, whatever you want to bring. That's a for, at, at the forefront of its design intent. Um, and it's also designed to deliver a really super comfortable, luxurious sleep experience. And so um, bringing these things together in one product and also making it so that it has utilitarian function, you know, you can use it to carry four by eight lumber. 
it really set the stage for all the Sylvan Sport products. They all consist of this multifunctional purpose. And it's my belief that in today's world where people can access the products and gear they need via either rental or borrowing, sort of the, the Airbnb Uber concept of, of pay for when you use it, not own it. It's up to us to deliver a really compelling product that has so much value to the end user that they actually want to own it rather than just occasionally borrow it. And what I like to sort of bring that to realistic terms is a traditional camping trailer might sit in someone's yard for 11 and a half months of the year waiting for its one annual vacation. Uh, the Sylvansport Go gets used on a monthly basis, if not more frequently, by most of our owners because they'll hitch it up to their Prius and take it to Lowe's and get a load of plywood and two by fours, and or they'll you know haul home a washing machine or a refrigerator on it. So they use it for utility purposes, probably actually more frequently than for camping. And that philosophy, as I said, carries through to all the Sylvan Sport products from our Waylight to our camp kitchen. Everything is meant to be more than just a one-dimensional thing and to have a lot of value in your daily life. Whether you are ahead of the time when you started or not, for where you are right now and how the, like the world, how people's relationship with the outdoors has developed, it seems like not only have you found yourself in the perfect situation, but the outdoor and RV market are literally begging for this type of thing. Um, Cause you're right. I mean, like it's, there's uh, you know, it's hard to justify owning um, a piece of outdoor equipment or utility equipment or something, if you're not going to use it, but if you have that multi purpose use, they they can find a way there's always a way. Yeah, I think, you know, I think you're right. And uh, as I mentioned, we were a little ahead of the curve, uh, intentionally so, but uh, I'm glad we were able to make it until the, the marketplace kind of caught on to the, the philosophy of what we're doing. And you're right, it's perfectly aligned over us right now. To take that even further, which I think is particularly interesting, is people now understand what they want out of the experience, especially like you, I mean, you guys uh, do well to focus on um, entry-level RV and outdoor equipment. I mean, on uh, even beyond that, but more specifically, having people know whether or not they're an ultralight camper and kind of want to rough it versus have an enjoyable experience outdoors, being self-sufficient, but without being miserable. I've been camping where I'm just like, I like, why am I doing this? Like this is, you know, the the wrong, we pick the wrong place, pick the wrong day, whatever things line up. At least you're giving people the tools to make sure that they, even if they do have like a kind of a rough setting, they can still enjoy it and just have a little bit more comfort. Yeah. The number one thing people want, if they're going to invest dollars in a camping trailer is a good night's sleep in the outdoors. And so what's awesome about the Sylvan Sport Go is not only does it deliver a really comfortable sleep, but it retains that um, camping experience. You're not sealed in uh, an enclosed box, you know, where you can't even hear the rain on the roof or anything like that. You're, you're still getting to enjoy the experience of camping, but you're up off the ground, you're high and dry, you're on a nice cushy mattress. And, um, and that's what makes it really beautiful. I've spent many nights in them in just torrential rains, 
and with a smile on my face and sleeping like a baby because you know who could get a better night's sleep than in, when you're nice and warm and dry in a in a nice rainstorm. You mentioned this with all all of your products. We can kind of use um, the Sylvan Sport Go as a jumping off point since it was you know for intents and purposes your um, your flagship, like what really took it places. What does the product development look like on that? Is that something that I guess you draw from your own experience? It's, it sounds like you're familiar, so like you kind of know what to look for. But how do you work in improvements? You know, figuring out where to start. Where does it? Where did it all begin? I guess we can start with that. Well, the um, the the go is our sort of launch product for Sylvan Sport began from a really complete wheels up redesign of what is a pop up camper and. It came from the perspective of a kayaker and a mountain biker rather than an RVer. And uh, as I said, I wanted to, f- to develop a product that could, could transport all kinds of gear really securely and easily. Uh, I wanted it to be towable by virtually any vehicle out there. So super lightweight, no special towing requirements. In fact, a lot of the inspiration for the go is driven by the fact that I actually hate trailers. I mean, I, it's funny saying that because I make them, but from a design-driven perspective, we analyze what are all the negatives to towing a trailer. And in my history before Sylvan Sport, whenever I used a trailer, whether it be for um, RV or in utility purpose, my goal was to get the thing where it needed to be and disconnect from it, my vehicle, and sort of be free of that. And I really use that thought process to look at all the negatives and try and design as many of them out of the process as possible. So things like backing up a trailer, how can we eliminate that fear that people have? How can we make it easy? Well, the trailer is so light that you can actually move it around by hand quite easily. You know, you don't know need to know how to back it up. Um, how do you attach it to your vehicle quickly and securely and know that it's safe and, and you know, you've made the connections properly? Um, so we we looked at every aspect of it from from literally the wheels up and designed it from scratch. Um, the you know most trailers in the camping space are an assembly of purchased products. So there's companies that make different things that are components for trailers, and trailer manufacturers will put those things together in some configuration. The Go is one of the very unique trailer products out there in that almost all of it is proprietary. I mean, it uses wheels and tires that are conventional and some things like that, but the whole entire chassis, the whole frame, the whole um, housing for where you would live when you're using the Go, all of it is from scratch and proprietary and very purpose-built. And I think that's what customers have come to find to be so appealing about it is it's super simple. And I like to, uh, to, to quote um, a historic figure in our country that, um, that really has guided my design. And it's Oliver Wendell Holmes said, he wouldn't give a fig for simplicity for simplicity's sake, but he would give his life for simplicity on the other side of complexity. And when you think about that, that's the type of simplicity that has driven my design ethos in my career. It's seeking that simplicity after you've churned through all the complexity and you have that aha moment and this thing is the simple solution, uh, but it doesn't just come naturally. You have to really work through all the problems to, to get to that point. And, and I think the Go does a beautiful job of achieving that. 
that quote seems like it should be a plaque on the wall of every engineer's office. It makes so much sense. And even like taking a step back, looking at trailers, no one would really want to admit it because it might be in a you know, a point of pride, but there's a huge intimidation factor of extending your vehicle and driving it. Um, and especially when it comes to turning, like even if you even just look at the fact that it's light enough for you to pick it up and move it, if you need to, um, that really opens up to, I feel like that would open up a lot of people who would want to try this thing out and be able to say, Hey, you know, this is, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I, I tell our customers when they are picking up a go for the first time that one of their biggest challenges in towing it is remembering that they have a trailer attached to their vehicle because it's so lightweight, you just don't feel it. And so, you know, if you get lulled on the interstate for a few hours of driving and then you pull off at an exit to get gas, you know, it's like, yeah, got to remember that you've got a trailer back there. It's it's easy to forget. So, um so yeah, there's there's a lot of aspects about it that we really just tried to make as in not unintimidating and friendly as possible. And um, and much of that comes actually, it's interesting. When I was making kayaks, what I witnessed at the consumer level was that there were millions of people that wanted to get into kayaking and try it. But people that hadn't done it before were intimidated, just like any you know, active sport. And so I felt like our company's mission was to go the extra mile to make people feel welcome and comfortable and take away those intimidating factors. You know, you always want to have an element of caution to, to things. So some of those are, are important to keep. But, but for the most part, to make people, you know, break down those fear barriers and try something new. And, um, and so, yes, we get with Sylvan Sport and the Go, we get a lot of first time trailer owners, a lot of people that have never done it before. And, I um, realize that we're spoiling them because, um, you know, the experience they get with us is hopefully extremely good. Um, and uh, if they move on to, uh, you know, a larger, more complex trailer that uh, I think they'll, they'll, you know, be really thankful for their roots with the Sylvan Sport Go. And in fact, we get a lot of people that have actually are downsizing out of more conventional RVs. And they've experienced that. They've had, you know, all the hookups and gas and power and things like that. And they say, you know, I don't really need that stuff anymore. I just want to make it simple. And I can use the facilities at a campground. And, uh, you know, I'd say a good number of our customers do come from folks that are simplifying and, and downsizing. It all comes. There is, there is a distinct beauty and simplicity that I think once you kind of go, even in terms so. I I'm going through, I've gone through this with, um, I, I really got rid of a lot of stuff I didn't need. I'm a huge snowboarder. I really like to do a lot of outdoor activities and I'm, I've gone far enough where I understand what something can be and like getting back to just the bare minimum, keeping it as effective as possible. That's great. And you mentioned this with a lot of your products, they, they tackle multiple features. You can use them for multiple things. So it's, if you can have one thing that can do a few different things, you're killing it. You bet. And, you know, our, our um, the gear products that we've added since we began producing the Go, like even our sleeping bags and our camp kitchens, they're, they're not designed to be just for camping. Um, our camp kitchen is as at home at a tailgating event for a football game or a soccer game as it is in your backyard when you're having some friends over and you want to use it as a portable bar, for example. 
Um, so we, as I said, we try to design so much more than just a one-dimensional camping item into all our products. And when I mentioned sleeping bags, our sleeping bags, we set out to design uh, the most comfortable camp sleep system out there. So we looked at what are things that make camping uncomfortable or unappealing to people that may not be avid about it. And one of them is being confined in a sleeping bag is not uh, a great experience. So one of the guiding factors when we developed the Sylvan Sport cloud layer sleeping bags was I said, I want to have as home-like a sleep experience as possible. So what do you like about sleeping at home? You like you know, having sheets and having space to move around freely without feeling constricted and having the ability to flip it off if you're hot or pull it over when you're cold and, and all those sort of things without having to think about it. So the, our Sylvan Sport sleeping bag has this sewn-in baffle around the entire perimeter that allows you to move and bend your legs without any restriction. It has a organic cotton sheet liner system so that when the bag uh, is used, you have really good comfort close to your skin. And when you want to, you can pull that out and wash it quite easily without having to launder a, you know, a larger sleeping bag. It's got really super easy to figure out ventilation for your feet and for your upper body, and it has a removable quilt layer. So if it's chilly, you can leave that in. If it gets warm, you can take that out. And, and it's just all super intuitive and flexible. And what makes it cool is it's so comfortable when you combine it with our camp mattress that you can actually use it as a guest bed for visitors in your home. You know, it's not just for camping. I've slept on it in, in a spare room of a house when I visited and it's, you know, just as good a night's sleep as you would get. So um, that philosophy, as I said, flows through all of the stuff we make. And, and in this world where, where people's, um, you know, decisions as to whether to embrace a product or a company are so highly considered <clears throat> from a product perspective, that really drives their decision. There's a few other things that we stand for at Southern Sport as well that we help we believe helps bolster our products. And so while our core, we're designers and engineers here, and we develop really high quality, well-made products, we believe it's imperative that we support those with you know, world-class customer experience. So my goal to our customer team is always, if someone calls us or emails us or texts us, when they're done communicating with us, I want it to be such a special experience that the first person they encounter next in life, they tell them about it. Like you wouldn't believe the phone call I just had with this company or they just did that. And so that's kind of our goal. That's the standard we set. And then to add to that, um, we know that what we're doing is impacting the outdoors. Our products are used on public lands. And uh, so a lot of our time and our leadership in our company is spent uh, working behind the scenes mostly to help ensure that public lands are well stewarded, well funded, well cared for, well maintained. Um, I work with uh, at, at the state level in North Carolina um, helped create the Office of Outdoor Industry for our state, which really has as one of its pillars, the stewardship of public lands and access to public lands and educating folks from all different backgrounds and uh, locations, how to access public lands and things like that. So we're, we're kind of three-tiered product, people, and uh, purpose make, make up what we care about here.
That's pretty remarkable. I mean, it it's you're touching on a lot of points that are, I think, nowadays particularly important. Talking the talk and walking the walk and supporting the industry you're in. That's it's become an important thing and it kind of I guess keeps you hooked in. How do you how do you manage these pieces? Like I, I realize that you know it takes it takes a crew, but was it um a clear-cut foray into I mean the, the customer service piece makes sense. Um, but in terms of being more involved uh on the state level and environmentally speaking, is that a personal passion or did you realize that your customers are new and kind of need that extra help? No, I think our cut for the most part, our customers aren't really that aware of our, our work to be supportive, you know, at the legislative and policy level like that. Um, it is a personal passion and it's just, it is clearly the right thing to do. I mean, as I said, when, when people buy a piece of outdoor gear, they're, they're pretty much buying it to use on public lands. So for the most part, nobody, you know, uses a backpack in their backyard other than the first night, maybe to check it out or whatever, but they're going to be using it on state parks, national parks, national forests, and things like that. And so to ensure the health of our industry, it's imperative that we ensure the health of those places. Um, And we're impacting those places by creating more products that are driving more people into those places, you know, so that's, that's part of it. but it's also that I, I think that people want to be affiliated with thought leaders. And so we're, we're, you know, gifted with having some brains and some capabilities here. And it's our obligation to use those in a way that, um, you know, benefits more than just us. And, and so we try to be very thoughtful and we try to design all the aspects of our business, not just the products, but as I said, the customer service experience and our purpose. <clears throat> and I think a result of that is that people want to be affiliated with us for, that, for those reasons, you know, as simple as that people want to be part of leading thoughts. You know, it's, it's what makes... Um, when Tesla launches something new, you know, people probably don't even need to see it and they sign up and, and put a deposit down to buy it. And, and that's because they perceive Tesla as being a thought leader. So it's it's all all tied together, truthfully. And and you touched on on our team, you know, and getting things done. Um, at Sylvan Sport, I am so fortunate to be surrounded by an amazing team, so much dedication and um you know, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world every day when I come to work. Again, it also is a two-way street because you're creating an environment and creating a company that is conducive to find it for people who want to go above and beyond. It's it's a special thing. Actually, haven't formalized here, so be so. I have to write these P's down. <laughs> so I uh, said product, um, people. Purpose, and I'm going to add place to it because um, much of what we do here is influenced by the fact that we're in Brevard, North Carolina, which is, I think, one of the most beautiful places in the United States. I mean, it is um, one Transylvania County, North Carolina. Um, We're what's considered a source county. So we're at, uh, you know, our, our county pretty much runs along the uh, escarpment that the Blue Ridge Parkway runs on. And, and so most of the water that flows through our county actually originates in the county. It's 
streams and rivers and things like that. Um, this is where it all starts. So <clears throat> we have even more responsibility to take care of those resources because everybody lives downstream of us, literally here. <laughs> so um, we couldn't be in a better environment to design outdoor gear. Uh, it's a great test environment and it's a great destination location for our customers to come and engage with us. To kind of take that, that thought even further, you clearly don't use that as a marketing tactic, which I do think is you know really important. You even mentioned this, that it's something that you do behind the scenes. Not a lot of things that people um, notice where if they do catch wind of it, it's, it, it's more meaningful in that way. It's um, crucial to us to be authentic. And, um, and we do things, because, as I said, because it's the right thing to do, not because it's uh, commercially expedient. That's, and uh, I mean, even going beyond that, you found, you found the passion piece too. There's just more cohesiveness to it, right? I mean, you're, you're working with where you are versus just trying to force a, uh, oh, I love that. Oh, we got five now. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I thought passion and I forgot to write it down. So thanks for reminding you're too, me. You're too passionate that you're focusing on. Uh, no, that's, I love that. Getting back to the product development side of things, how do you come up with what you're going to work on? Um, or what you're going to kind of add to your your inventory? From a product selection standpoint as to what to work on, referring back to my earliest job with the Coleman Company, when I worked for the Coleman Company, it was the end of the era when they were actually arguably the best outdoor gear company in America. They made everything from sleeping bags to coolers to stoves to lanterns to snowmobiles to camping trailers. And it was this one-stop shop for all things outdoors. And I believe that Sylvan Sport has the opportunity to be the modern day incarnation of that. You know, so we selected the, the areas that we would work in are, of course, shelter with our go and sleep with our um, cloud layer system and then food prep with the, the kitchens and things like that. And, and our first foray into lighting with the waylight. And, um, and so those are kind of our categories. Now we want to go deeper in each of those categories and develop more, um, you know, more useful and comprehensive solutions in each one of those. And when we look at what to pursue, we analyze the blend of, you know, what are our strengths? Um, there's a certain type of manufacturing that we can do here in our factory in Brevard that is pretty broad, but we certainly can't compete with, um, you know, certain global sourcing from a cost standpoint. We can definitely compete on quality and, and beautiful design, but, but we're not necessarily a high volume, low cost producer. We're more of a specialty producer with, uh, so that means that we have to really design well so that we can make things that are only available from us and that people are willing to pay the premium to be made here in the U.S. for. Um, so there's those considerations. Um, and of course, um, much of the solutions that we develop are driven by our team's passion for outdoor pursuits. You know, so we, we are a group of mountain bikers and kayakers and campers and stuff like that. So, you know, it's easy for us to see problems that need to be solved and, and then <clears throat> to share those with our existing customer base and see if there's resonance and if it makes sense to pursue and that sort of thing. So a whole blend of different criteria that we really Put together to see if a product concept is worth pursuing. Um, and, you know, a lot of experience. Uh, I, as I said, I'm surrounded by a great team. We've got phenomenal engineers and other industrial designers here that have combined, I mean, probably centuries of experience. 
so we've got a pretty good understanding what we're good at and what we're not good at. And, and we try to focus on, you know, doing what we're good at and doing it to the best we can. Where, where would you see Sylvan kind of headed in the next five or 10 years? Is it, is it, I guess, really digging into those categories you're opening up? It, it, what's remarkable, it seems like you guys are um, helping to create this new category. You know, there's the, um, like the really, it's somewhere between like leisure campers who are going to go like once every five years and um, really hardcore campers who are out there. You're like really opening it up to, I mean, I guess people who can frequently camp without going all in. And if they want to go all in, that's available too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the product theory of comfort and con convenience applies whether you're doing it once a year or you're doing it 365 nights a year. We have Sylvan Sport Go owners who have in less than two years put 40,000 miles on their Go and camped more nights in their Go than they spent at home. We have full timers that camp out of a Go, which blows my mind. And then we have, you know, people that just use it uh, on an occasional basis. And the simplicity and the durability and quality of engineering, design and manufacturing we build in makes it equally desirable, I think, for both of those groups. Um, so where do we take this over the next five years? Um, we have a really ambitious product development agenda that builds upon what we've learned over the last 17 years of being in business and uh, brings out some really dynamic new products. Um, you may have seen on our website, the Sylvan Sport Vast is a, uh, uh, a much more comprehensive travel trailer, and it is just hitting the market now. We're delivering the first of those here right now. Um, we've got a lot to learn there as we go forward, but it's, it's really exciting and a very, very game changing product, I think for the RV industry. Um, we're really looking at the future of transportation. So, you know, if we look at Sylvan Sport, we make products that are both RVs and we have gear and I love it because they complement each other so well, and they help balance each other out when, you know, in, in different sort of business cycle circumstances. But uh, when we look at the future of transportation, I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that it's electrified. So what can we do to make our products the go-to towables for electric vehicles? That's the focus of our you know, development on that side of the business. Um, on the gear side, what can we do to make our products more integrated into daily life and become more lifestyle products rather than gear for just camping? That's the kind of direction we're taking those products. So a ton of fun to be had on both sides of that equation. It's it's just more than we can even get to. Yeah. At that point, it, yeah. it gets great because it's like what you can go off of market trends. And then also, you know, what are we feeling? Like what what do where do we want to go? That that freedom, uh, that freedom is, I guess, what makes it fun. And, and you just said the words right out of my mouth. The fun It's like, what's fun? What do we want to do? Because you know, we are so fortunate to be able to do what we're doing. And yet I'm, I'm conscious every day of, you know, where we are in the span of a lifetime and how we should be spending our valuable time on this planet. And, and it's, it's not always about business. It's about fun. And, uh, you know, another goofy little saying I've shared is, uh, and, and I'm sure this is, I'm not the first person to say this, but it's like, you know, we don't mix, uh, 
business with pleasure, but we always mix pleasure with business, something like that. <laughs> so we definitely have fun. This is, um, I remember my first job out of college, not necessarily a Pullman or an early job when one of my bosses said something like, this is a fun place to work. And I thought, how can this be a fun place to work? You know, work is not fun. It's hard. And, uh, and I find myself right now realizing that it actually is fun here. Even, you know, if you just join us as an entry level right out of college person, which we, we've just expanded the team here by probably five people in the last three weeks. Um, it really is fun. And it's, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with bringing that passion piece. It's because there is, there's this level of care. It's, it's hard to nail, but when you can nail it and kind of create that environment, it makes people happy to be on the team, you know, work more cohesively. Yeah, you, you nailed it. And we, we did sort of a, um, a bit of a review last summer. Um, a friend of mine who runs a, a large, well-established outdoor company. I actually called him up and said, hey, would you mind coming here and pretending that you were just hired as the new CEO and assess the business for us? You know, pretend I'm gone, take over for me. And he came in and he surveyed every single member of the team with a really nicely defined set of questions. And the end result was the core uh, attributes of Sylvan Sport that, that everyone universally said were innovation, culture and honesty and integrity and and we talked about those three things you know to to create i mean companies would just kill to have those three elements embedded in their in their dna and and we clearly have that here so to me that's um a huge success and those are the ingredients that you need more than anything to build a successful company that's incredible what what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start a company yeah, it's a great question um, because I actually have been addressing some recent graduates now that it's that time of year. And I consider a graduate the same as a startup. So <laughs> oftentimes, uh, whether it's a startup or a recent college graduate, you have your most value before you've done anything because there's no track record to base your success on. So what you tell the world you're going to do is what the world expects you to do. And therefore you can gain that value. But once you have a track record, good or bad, that's your track record and that's what your value is based upon. So I would say that think big, go for it and jump in with two feet. Um, I'm not a believer in the entrepreneurial advice of keep your day job and do this on the side and see if it works out. From my experience, every entrepreneur that has done that has kept their day job a lot longer than they want to, and they still have it today, and their entrepreneurial adventure has never taken off. I think there's a lot to be said for diving in with two feet and your livelihood depending upon it. I know it's a lot of risk and it puts a lot of pressure on you, but those are the ingredients that forge success. So uh, that's what works for me and uh, to each his own. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I like that. I haven't heard that as much, which is kind of refreshing because and it makes sense. I mean, if you're thrown into a lake, you're going to fight the swim and you're going to probably be in a position that's way more uncomfortable, but you're going to be forced to come up with those solutions or, you know, maybe even move on to a different idea if need be. Using your analogy, if you're standing with your toes in the water on the beach, you're never going to become a good swimmer. What 
has been some of the biggest mistakes you've made along your career? You know, I take a different approach to mistakes. I like mistakes. Mistakes are a sign that you're going for it, that you're trying things. If you don't make mistakes, you're not in, you're in too much of a comfort zone. So I try to tell people here that mistakes are good and mistakes are welcome. The only mistakes that are unacceptable are those that are a result of sort of, of laziness, you know, if you're if you're not considering things. But if you're if you're trying your hardest and you're going for it, um, mistakes are a good thing. So it's really hard for me to answer that question because I move forward with a lot of speed and force. And I, um, I have a, an analogy that sort of, I realized a few years ago, I was on a really beautiful trail with my sons riding bikes and I'm, I'm kind of getting monotonous in, in the scene in front of me. And I stop and I look over my shoulder and I see this amazing view over my shoulder. And I realize that sometimes the best views are behind you and you have to stop and, and admire where you've been and take it in because, and that was a, that was a lesson for me. And the lesson was that I'm, I'm so oriented towards going forward, going forward that I sometimes fail to stop and take stock in what we've achieved. And, you know, one day at a time for 17 years, you can achieve a heck of a lot. So, um, so I would say that not quite so many mistakes, but more so just learning from accumulated experience has been my thing. Um, I'm pretty lucky in that, uh, you know, most of the things I've tried have managed and sometimes by brute force have managed to make them work. But, uh, but definitely plenty of mistakes when it comes to trying new things from an engineering and product development side. And fortunately, most of those never got to market. So. <laughs> that's that's actually a great point too but like even being in a product development and engineering having that background you are forced to like if you do make a mistake reorient that's a, a blessing yeah you're right one, one of my college design professors i was so fortunate to have uh two really incredible world-class professors of industrial design and um, they were both both from the Ulm School in Germany and came to the U.S. in the 50s and founded Auburn University's uh, Industrial Design School. And we learned very quickly that um, you had to, um, you know, you had to detach yourself emotionally from your concepts in order to receive critique and, and turn that critique into improvement there could be no personalization to it. So um, that's really served me well in that I'm not emotionally attached to products from the standpoint of criticism. You know, if you have an idea that makes it better, absolutely want to hear it and, and we'll put it in play. So that's just a characteristic of a good industrial designer. And, uh, and I think it translates really well to entrepreneurs of all pursuits. I believe that it, there's, there's a lot of strength there. I mean, it makes you for one open to constructive criticism and you got one perspective, but like someone might be seeing something from a completely different angle where you just can't see it because you're so in it and emotion can cloud that so much. I, I struggle. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to anyone who hasn't struggled with that to a degree. So like being able to like recognize that, remove it, huge strength. What's the best part about running Sylvan sport? Um, 
There's so much fun about running still in sports. So, and I kind of touched on them with our peas, but I love where I live. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. Every time I drive down the mountain in the morning or ride my bike in and get to see the beauty around me, I get to work with the most delightful group of people that I truly enjoy as friends. And we get to do fun stuff like go um, R and D trips involve camping and kayaking and biking. <laughs> so what could be more fun about that? Um, yeah, it's just, it's a dream. I love it. Oh, that's the best. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. For anyone who's listening, who wants to check out more about Sylvan Sport, maybe pick up a trailer themselves. Where's the best place for them to head? Yeah, for our information on our Go Campers and even our tiny little hacky pack backpacks, go to sylvansport.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on. Matt, thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.